1: rise for their majesties of royally obsessed the podcast for all things royals stand by three cheers for her
0: majesty the queen
1: hi guys welcome back to royally obsessed i'm lisa ryan
0: i'm caitlin menza
1: and it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know make sure to follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and please join our facebook group royally obsessed you can subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review which is nice that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, honestly. Good karma. Um you can also send us an old-fashioned email at inflowgallerypodcast.com. This week
0: everyone's so busy. There have been so many things every day.
1: Yeah, and I just got back from out of town and so usually I'm you know aware of everything that's
0: happening so I kind of had to play catch up this week and I was just like there's so many things. Yeah. Multiple things a day. Sometimes you got a day dress and a night dress. Sometimes there's quick outfit changes within like 2 hours. I don't know. On my trip, I wore the same thing like for. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Megan had a feminist and Canadian time. Your favorite things. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Um, and then we have Commonwealth Day with the Fab Four. A Kate dress mystery. It is a mystery. I still don't know and I want to hear your thoughts. And then there's a royal boyfriend, a royal Instagram and a royal hangout. Wow. That's a lot.
0: And it also, this week, it's like truly gangs all here. Like we have stories from like about Zara Tindall and Beatrice and the whole, it's really a lot. It's a lot. I'm thrilled. It's busy. I'm happy to be here with you for this.
1: And so we have a royal refreshment as always.
0: And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Orange juice and white rum. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I was like, rum, you know, goes well with like juicy things. So we're doing that. As long as it's not a screwdriver. Your anti screwdriver. I'm just not that big of a fan of vodka. No, me either. No, I think it's like a lot of people's like first thing that they drink, and they're like, "Oh, that's disgusting," because it is. Yeah. And so I've never, never cared for vodka. Caitlin, please let's cheers to your birthday. Oh, cheers! Thank you, thank you. Yay. Um, thank you also to everybody. Um, who's in the Facebook group who wished me a happy birthday. And some people DM me on Instagram. It was just like a very lovely, lovely day. I haven't been able to thank anybody on Instagram because Instagram's been down all day. So How freeing. I know. It's really been an interesting time. <laughs> um, but I thank you for all your wishes. It was a wonderful day. And as we'll soon discuss, Kate Middleton wore a purple blouse just for me definitely um, yeah i mean it was, it was for me, 100 for you i think every day she wakes
1: up and she's like that caitlin menza
0: what does she want from me <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so we have an email from patricia with the subject super cute queen elizabeth story
0: that is a big promise
1: so please caitlin you read it
0: yes okay thank you for making my drive to and from work so much more enjoyable than it's ever been i looked to the- I look forward to the pod every week to get my fill of fun. Royal info. My colleague just shared the cutest QE story ever. And I immediately knew I had to share it with you. Um, Let's see. Hold on. Let me just prepare myself. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Um, She was at a school event and. A toddler was crawling around on the ground. The mom was very apologetic for her child's behavior. And my coworker said to her, oh, let him be. She said to the woman, you're probably not going to believe this. But she went on to share how he she used to be the daytime nanny of six kids under 10 for this very wealthy horse breeding family in Kentucky. Of course. (laughs) And one day they told her that the Queen of England was going to be coming for a visit to see the horses. They told her she would unfortunately not be able to meet her and would have to stay with the children in another area of the house. Um, The day of the Queen's visit, she was with children in the next room when the one year old decided to crawl into the other room and begin scooting around the table in front of the Queen of England. My colleague ran into the room to apologize and pick up the child and the Queen proclaimed, oh, let him be all caps, isn't that the cutest Queen Elizabeth story ever? <laughs> that really is. Um, And like, honestly, we talk about the Kentucky stuff all the time. Yes. We, before we understood that horses are in Kentucky, we were like, why? Yes. I also just love the, the Britishness of, oh, let him be. Um, she... Patricia went on, she must be such an attentive great granny to all those adorable little ones. Once I got over my excitement, actually, I'm still super excited that I'm now two degrees from QE. I told my colleague that I totally believe her story because I listened to this awesome podcast called Royally Obsessed. And they've talked about how the queen has come to the U.S. but only to Kentucky to see the horses. Anyway, I thought you would enjoy this story as much as I did. Long live the queen and the Royally Obsessed podcast warmly because I'm fancier now that I almost know the queen, Patty. Aww. I love that. I'm
1: sure she's been elsewhere, not just Kentucky.
0: No, no, not just. She wasn't saying that. She was like, she would only go to Kentucky to see the horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember when I was like, oh, Emphasis. maybe this. Yeah, like maybe she went for coal mines and you were like, no horses. I was like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I mean, I still think that makes sense. It's like a sort of political move to do that. But um, I just love that. Oh, let them be. I also that this story from Patty it is, yes, truly like multiple degrees away. She's like my friend of a friend of a colleague of a friend, which... I appreciate the dedication. I mean,
1: I tell stories like that about certain celebrities. I'm like, well, someone who I used to intern with
0: years ago knew <laughs> yeah, this one exactly. person who knew this one thing about this one person. So basically, I was in the room and a baby <laughs> crawled right in front of me in front of Queen <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. And then we have uh, This Week in Royal History. It's a twofer. And now, This Week in Royal History. First, it's the 70th anniversary um, of Commonwealth Day, uh, which of course we know as because we're going to discuss common the anniversary of Commonwealth Day uh, was this week. Um, and this week the Queen released a message ahead of Commonwealth Day. That it has a special significance this year as we mark the 70th anniversary of the London Declaration when nations of the Commonwealth agreed to move forward together as free and equal members. The vision and sense of connection that inspired the signatories has stood the test of time, and the Commonwealth continues to grow, adapting to address contemporary needs. 53 nations, they do a heads of government meeting. You know, it's all very patriotic.
1: Yeah, it's very Commonwealthy. In if your you will.
0: time growing up in Canada, were you aware of Commonwealth Day? No, no. It's funny. I saw somebody was tweeting about this on Monday, where they were like, "Do you guys get the day off on Commonwealth Day?" And like other like Canadians were popping up to be like, "This is the first time I'm hearing of this day. Like, where's my bank holiday? Should I have a bank holiday?"
1: No, like we have we have some things like Victoria Day. I don't even know if they have that in the UK. I, I don't know.
0: Interesting. You mm.
1: should have gotten a day off. I mean, if I could go back and take those days off from my elementary school. Yeah, I
0: mean, you did take this Monday off from work.
1: I so was that, off, I was on yeah, vacation. Yeah, you, you were off. I don't think it was because
0: of Commonwealth Day, it just happened or to Or was fu- it? Or was, was it? it. <laughs> um, so we'll get back into that 70th anniversary momentarily, but we also have another This Week in royal History, which is that um, 55 years ago, Prince Edward was born.
1: Yes, and then um, he has a new title this year. It's called, oh God, Caitlin.
0: The Earl of Forfar. I actually think this is a typo, what we have, because it's not 4R. I think it's 4FAR. I nice. looked this up to make sure I would pronounce it correctly, but it's um, Scottish. So, Fafa. Who knows? That's my Scottish accent. Were you impressed?
1: Yes, uh, certainly I was. <laughs> um, so, happy birthday to Prince Edward. The Earl of Wessex.
0: Yeah. He's only 55. Of course, we know that Prince Charles is 70 because he just had his birthday. And I don't know if it was actually on the um, royal family Instagram or if I just saw it on one of the many fan accounts I follow, but somebody posted a baby photo of Prince Edward or actually it might have honestly been a photo that I saw in the Royally Obsessed Facebook group. Somebody dug Mm. up this great image of Queen Elizabeth in like sort of what would be for any normal person, the hospital bed photo where you're holding your newborn baby. But of course she's in like this gigantic, amazing royal bed with these like intense draperies and she's holding a newborn baby and she has all her other three kids on the bed with her. And of course, Anne and Charles are like teenagers with this newborn like little brother.
1: That's that's a really big age difference, 15 years. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So yeah, he was, it's such an, they must've grown up so differently, you know? yeah. But yeah, so he's 55 this week. Happy birthday to Edward. Congrats on your mom giving you a new title as a gift.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't get one for my birthday, but it was just 32. No. So maybe when I hit 55, I just don't. Wow. I feel really old now because I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> Listen, it's a while till 55. So let that comfort you. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So happy birthday to him.
1: And now let's get right into Megan and her feminism. Yeah.
0: So, again, like, just last week I expressed it like an eye roll at the leap to always make Megan seem really progressive and liberal. But, of course, on International Women's Day, she was on a panel um, talking about feminism. So.
1: Yeah. And. It was really great. I mean, she is so well-spoken. Yes, of course. So confident, so smart, so eloquent. It's just really nice to hear her talk.
0: I, I just I'm like speak, speak things, Megan. Um, and also not for nothing. Like we, of course, you see we heard her speak. She's given prepared remarks. But this was an unscripted like, Q&A and panel, it, it which honestly, is very rare for any of them.
1: As you know, I've watched a lot of videos and interviews of Megan, and it reminds me of a lot of talks or uh, like interviews she did um, when she would talk about her activism work. She just kind of sounds the same. She still believes in the same things. She still supports the same causes. It's really refreshing. And so um, in this talk on International Women's Day or the panel, she said a lot of really wonderful things um, she was asked about feminism, and she said that both men and women need to let go of the rigid conceptions of gender. I'm reading from the New York Times right now. Um, her quote is, you can be feminine and a feminist. You can be masculine and understand that your strength includes knowing your vulnerabilities. In marriage, she said, there's nothing more threatening about a, w- sorry, <laughs> there's nothing threatening about a woman coming up to the same level. I hope that men are part of the conversation. My husband certainly is.
0: Swoon. Yeah. Yeah. My husband. And it also in that context suggests my husband certainly is not threatened about a woman being at his level.
1: Yeah. No, not at all. And she's also saying it's about equality. I think that's a problem that people have with the term. They don't understand that it's about giving women an equal shot. It's not. I just feel like it's a term that is so. It's so loaded. It's so loaded and it shouldn't be because it's just like a basic term like equality. Women should have the same rights as men. We should be able to do the same things as men. And I'm not trying to get on my political soapbox right now, but... That is what she's saying. And so um, she also talked about periods. Which I love. I love
0: period talk.
1: That would be my other podcast if I could. (laughs) She said, at the end of the day, we're doing our part just to normalize the conversation. That's the first step. This is 50% of the population that's affected by something that can also end up creating the most beautiful thing in the world. So it's a strange one that it's end up becoming so stigmatized.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, of course, it's still pretty incredible to see a member of the royal family being like, let's just talk about our periods. Well, she did work with that like I remember um
1: before the engagement was announced but after the relationship was announced or like revealed um she wrote something for time about going to um schools where girls can't go to school when this happens and so it's really I think it's so lovely and
0: important that she does this work still and then another thing she said um actually sorry before we diverge from the period talk Um, The journalist who was the chairwoman of the panel, Anne McElvoy, said, I can say growing up in Britain, if a member of the royal family had talked about periods 10 years ago, I think I would have fallen off my chair. So it's not just like us saying that that seems crazy in the context, but it's a British person with expertise in this is like, wow. And she said, I think she's kind of moved the dial Uh, the rewards now very clearly outweigh the risks.
1: Yes, this is actually a really good um, piece in The Times. I recommend anyone read it. The head is, Meghan Markle moved the dial for British Royal Family and Women's Day talk. So that was was really insightful. Um, So another thing she said that I really liked, um, she uh, repeatedly said that she stopped reading social media about herself. So her quote was, when she was asked if she ever looked at Twitter, no, sorry, no, no, that is my personal
0: preference, but I do read The Economist. <laughs> which, those are not the only two options. <laughs> you know, it suggests that Twitter is like the dregs of humanity, which it often is. That's fair. Yeah. But of course, plenty of important, you know, dialogue is happening on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, she, Looks not uncomfortable when they, I watched the video of them asking her this and she's just like, no. And the person, like the panel kind of pushes and she's like, no, sorry, no. Like, why would I look at Twitter? which is a great choice for for her mental health.
1: I wish I could do it. I
0: wish I could do it. I wish it weren't my job um, Um, to be there.
1: Caitlin, you tweeted something. So as I said, I was out of town and I was looking on Twitter and trying to catch up with everything that was happening. And you had a great tweet that I really liked. Yeah, so
0: she, at some point, um, I think, I actually don't know what the question was that she was asked. I just watched a little clip where she addressed the issue of feminism being trendy. And she just she actually didn't even finish the thought. She just goes, the idea of feminism being trendy and she's sort of, she's adjusting herself in her chair and she makes a very brief puke face. Like she just like sort of blows out her cheeks. Like Ugh. like that's <laughs> what we're saying is feminism is trendy. And I was like, I've watched this three times is what I tweeted, but I've now watched it about 15. Um, <laughs> I just really liked that. It was just funny to see her being her and You know, of course, before all of this, she was speaking all the time. She was doing TV interviews and, of course, was on a had a speaking role on a TV show. But it's now been months since we've like heard her. I mean, she gives speeches, but it's just nice to see her responding to questions sort of like a normal person.
1: Yeah. It's just another reminder among so many constant reminders that she's very smart. She's very smart and not someone to ever doubt. She's got her. S-H-I-T together. She is, <laughs> so she's proper. good. So proper
0: because we're discussing this. Yeah. Um, I, but I, it was a great event for her, I think.
1: I really appreciate it. I really like when women speak out in support of women and equality and... Periods. ...families and, you know, all of that stuff. So that's and saying that Prince Harry is a feminist. Yes, we love that. <laughs> um, and then Harry and Meghan um, on Commonwealth Day went to Canada House, which is extremely... To- say what I just said, my S-H-I-T. <laughs>
0: it was just, yeah, it's been a couple of days of quality Lisa content.
1: Yeah, I'm like, this is great for me. Yeah, Everything's going really well. Um, <laughs> so she was at Canada House, because everybody knows this, when she was filming Suits, it was filmed in Toronto, and so she was kind of like an honorary Canadian while she was there. Because that was so many months out of the year that she would be there, and she has all these Canadian friends, as we know. It's such an important place to her. And it's also important to her and Harry, because the first you know, several months, year of their relationship. They spent a lot of time together in her house in Toronto. And so they went to Canada House and um, they did a lot of really cute Canadian things um, that I don't even really know about. So I'm reading the Daily Mail right now. Um, It says that they took part in the Canadian spring tradition of making maple taffy, which is maple syrup cooled on snow to make sweets.
0: And a traditional... Sugar Shack. Sure. Um, and she, there were like 30 kids there and Megan said, does anyone want one? Um, and one like one little boy, she asked, how many have you had? And seven, oh my goodness, is what she was recorded as doing. Um, another little kid that the, who was it? The Daily Mail interviewed Like they asked her, how, what did you think? And she said, it was really fun. And Megan's really pretty. She was very kind. And I liked talking to her. Um, So the nine year old girl, Elodie Rose, great name. Um, Yeah, that is a beautiful name. So she really impressed the kids. I love that they did, of course, a maple taffy thing. Also, um, she was, they were given an outfit, which is my favorite thing. Um, They were given gifts for baby Sussex, a baby outfit. One was a Canadian maple leaf, like onesie. That's so cute. And um, baby mucklucks, like little moccasins, Mm -hmm. which I feel like if you were to go to, let's say Lisa were invited to a baby shower for baby Sussex, I feel like that's what you would bring.
1: Maybe the onesie.
0: The onesie with a little maple leaf on it. Yeah. So freaking cute.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then the high commissioner told the royal couple, we trust that your visit to Canada House today has served as a reminder of happy times spent in Canada. We do kind of claim you. And she said, I'll take that. So cute. And then uh, the Daily Mail said that she fondly reminisced about her time in Toronto and asked all the young people she met where they com- came from and which districts they were from in the city. And then Harry was like, Everyone here seems to be from Toronto. It's such a great place. She
0: replied, Love love it. I love yes. everything about this event and also not for nothing. She was wearing once again one of I keep like readjusting my lineup of favorite outfits, but this is one of my favorite favorites. She was wearing a a beautiful green dress, matching green coat, swingy and like 1960s and so cute. Let's reference your Twitter again because again yeah. I got
1: my information from Caitlin's Twitter. Yeah. Stirring
0: Stirring Twitter account that I have. Um I said she looked I posted a photo from the event um and I said she if Betty Draper were kind and happy. Yeah, that's what cuz I thought it was sort of a Betty Draper look. It was like sort of a 1960s swing coat, um like swingy coat or like a Mrs. Maisel kind of ensemble. Yeah. which I think is just I, at a certain point of pregnancy again, not that I can relate some of the silhouettes are the same from the 1960s because you just there's only so many options for pregnant ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so a swingy coat that can be adjusted <laughs> like makes sense. But I just thought the color was really great. It was like a hunter green. I loved the black um, it like stone embroidery was really chic. Um, and there were some comparisons to Princess Diana when she was heavily pregnant, also wore a green like a hunter green coat with black swirly shapes on it. So ah, of course that nice. comparison was made.
1: And then while they were there, there's a video where Prince Harry apparently sings a few lines from the Sound of Music song, So Long, Farewell. <laughs> I said that really weird, So Long, Farewell. Mm-hmm. But um, I've not listened to it yet. So I'm gonna cue it up and I hope it sounds fine and normal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I don't know if you can really hear it. It's on um, the Twitter account is Izzy. Sorry,
0: Izzy, Lizzie ITV. But it's really cute. It's just he says so long, girl, and he just yeah, kinda he's, waves. Just, he's waving goodbye to the kids. I just love it. Be- well, it's a sound of music reference, so that's hilarious. Um, what a dweeb. <laughs> But in a good way. In the best possible way. I just thought that that like fell out of his mouth. He's like waving from a doorway with a big swing of an arm. So he does so long. Farewell. Yeah. Also, remember he sang at the Hamilton performance. So maybe he's like, much as I revealed myself last week to be someone who's not well versed in Broadway shows, maybe he's very well versed in Broadway shows.
1: Oh, my God. This is an extremely Lisa episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's now like maybe he's singing at home. Maybe they sing show tunes while they roast chicken.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, when the baby comes, I'm sure they're going to sing a lot
1: because that's what you do. Oh,
0: Oh God. Broody Caitlin's out. (laughs) Watch out, world. It's going to take your baby. Prince Harry singing to a baby. Now you've really done it.
1: (laughs) And so then that same day, they had a very busy day. So it was Commonwealth Day. So, of course, a lot of people of the royal family were out, but the people that we notice are the Fab Four. They were all together. um, And there were the pictures that I'm sure everyone who's listening has seen. So there was... Megan, Harry, Kate, and William. And the boys chatted a bit, but uh, Kate and Megan kind of went out of their way to hug each other. And it yes. was a quick moment, but... Of course. Of course, it is the pictures seen mm-hmm. around the world. And it was lovely. Like, they, they're they really smiling. They touched each other. Like, it,
0: it was very nice. So, of course, it was a really nice moment. I loved all the clothes. Um, Kate was wearing a rewear I believe from their Canada trip that red Catherine Walker coat I think
1: it's from uh, Sydney because remember she was or like somewhere in Australia because she was walking down the stairs holding George in her arms while she was wearing that coat with all the buttons Mm,
0: okay yes 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 because I I mean I love that trip and I believe we're actually coming up the anniversary of that trip and I want that to be my week in royal history every single week of April because <laughs> I love that trip so much. Um, so blast on me for not remembering that. But yeah, she re-wore that red Catherine Walker coat um, with really like interesting, I thought, accessories. Her purse and shoes were sort of like a grayish purple, which is like very different for Kate. She always mm-hmm. wears like nude accessories. So that was cool. And uh, Megan wore a like a creamy white dress, from Victoria Beckham with an interesting print on it and a pillbox hat. And of course, anytime any human anywhere wears a pillbox hat, everyone's like, Jackie O. Um, I don't think it was like an especially Jackie O look, but.
1: No, I saw a lot of people on Instagram saying nurse. I just thought it looked classic.
0: Yeah. 60s. Um, I also saw, and maybe it was Elizabeth Holmes pointed this out that um, Kate wore red, Megan wore white, and Camilla wore blue. And so it was oh, sort of really? like a red, white, and blue oh. moment for Commonwealth Day. But then the queen wore bright purple, which she is the queen. I love when she's so... Um, and she presides over 53 countries of the Commonwealth, and it just felt very appropriate that she's wearing bright-ass purple. Kate wore it in
1: New Zealand. That's
0: what I was okay, Googling yes, if you are yes, yes, wondering. Yes. If you're like,
1: why is Lisa on her phone? That's really rude. So
0: okay. rude. Um, yeah, it was in New Zealand. But
1: again, we've said this multiple times, and it's so true that... They know the power of a photograph Mm -hmm. because even like their throwaway comments, just like little thing like, oh, that's a cute baby. I want one. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly we're like, she's pregnant again. Everything's happening. So they're very aware of the effect that they have on media. And so I we can't say with any knowledge. This is just an assumption. But like, I'm sure that they knew that just being friendly to each other in public, which is I think that's probably how they are in private as well. I assume they get along, but they know that like that kind of again will be a new narrative and yeah, say like, hey, you guys, we get along. It's fine. And it's yeah. especially lovely because Megan, I don't know if it's for certain, but, you know, she's entering the time of maternity leave, so she's not going to be as in the public eye. She'll be with our child. Yeah, <laughs> our collective child. <laughs> our collective child, baby Lisa, <laughs> which I really love when the listeners like write to the, in our Instagram, like, oh, baby Lisa. I'm like, yes, please, please continue <laughs> this. Maybe it will get to them. But, you know, it's just lovely that like, One of the, I don't know if we're going to see Megan out again. I don't really know their calendars, but if we don't, at least like some of the last glimpses are just really happy family moments. Yeah. And that's
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great, great event. That photo of them hugging each other is, of course, like the lead off photo in a lot of British tabloids. Another like tiny little moment that I want to mention from Commonwealth Day um, was there was a great tiny little video that I think should be gift and saved forever, which is at one point. Megan is chatting with Prince Charles and he makes maybe a joke and she like laughs and covers her mouth. So it sort of looked like maybe he was not like, I don't know, telling a dirty joke, but just like she was like, oh, she gets like caught up. I just love their relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's been lots of stuff about how they're really close. And And ever since he walked around the aisle, half the aisle, I've always, you know, wondered about those two. And I really like that he stepped up as like a... I don't want to say a father figure, but because I don't a know. A father in law figure. A father in law figure when obviously her own father is a complicated person, let's just say. Yeah. Um, so I just love that kind of tiny little moment.
1: Yes. And oh, we have another small Kate moment from your birthday on Tuesday, Caitlin. Yes. She wore that purple Gucci shirt that apparently was, she wore it like front to back or back to front or whatever. I don't know. Like, yeah. flipped it.
0: Yeah, Tuesday, she went to um, the Henry Fawcett Children's Center um, and hung out with a bunch of babies, and she wore this, like, bright purple uh, Gucci blouse that apparently she was wearing backwards.
1: But it looked really great, so I think she wore it, like, the right way. Oh, no, but not sure. Like, not, like, the way it's supposed to be, but sometimes you gotta, like, put your own twist on things. Yeah, no, it
0: was an active choice. I just, it's so, I think that's rare, too, for Kate to, like shake it up and do something that's not in the rule book. And the trousers looked great on her. She looked very chic. Yeah, very fashion forward. Yeah, like super oversized uh, trousers, like sort of a dramatic leg kind of thing. And it was good that she rarely wears pants anyway, like to form more formal events, like yeah. she'll wear jeans if it's like a really sporty thing.
1: Yeah. Um, but people have like said to us before when we're like, oh, they don't, she doesn't wear pants as often. Like she wears pants all the time, but not like to formal events. Like, you no.
0: said. yeah. Like sporty things. She'll wear jeans, the canoe races, the soccer a couple uh, week or two ago. But yeah, she doesn't usually do this sort of business trouser look, which I understand because I myself cannot do a business trouser. Oh, I cannot. They do not work well on my
1: body. I do not have that
0: body. Like I just thankfully never went into that formal of an office where I'd have to wear like a chic pant because the chicest pants I have are dark denim.
1: I have a dream of like <laughs> one day needing to wear a pantsuit, but I will never.
0: No, it's just not. That's not the kind of career I went into, but so she was. But she was also sitting on the ground with babies. Yeah, it
1: makes total sense that she wore this. Yeah, but she also just looks so she. It's kind of similar to when she wore trousers not too long ago. So maybe this is like a new part of her wardrobe, which I'm loving. Yeah, love it, love it. But she had a cute little comment that
0: i want you to read because you're so freaking broody (laughs) so she shared you know she again she's sitting on the floor with all these moms and their babies and the pictures are too cute yeah i strongly encourage you again there's been a, a whole so much content from the at kensington palace instagram lately but um from the tuesday event with the purple blouse she they did a An Instagram that's several slides long of her playing with different babies, and she looks overjoyed. And apparently she made the comment to another mom, Louis just wants to pull himself up all the time. He has got these little walkers and is bombing around in them. Bombing around. So cute. So Louis, the most elusive member of the royal family, is walking? Trying to walk. He's walking with some walkers. Yeah, he's he's pulling himself up. I like, think cruising, I believe, is the the baby development term. Yes, it's like when you walk along the coffee table, holding on the edge before you take your actual steps.
1: You got to baby proof that coffee table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's and so my, no-
0: my only knowledge, we know he he's turning um, a year old next month. So that's about right. Eleven months old. He's like pulling himself up and getting ready to walk and could be walking by now. But yeah, so cute. And then OK. Kate stepped out at the
1: National Portrait um, Gallery Gala. And this was the dress mystery that I alluded to earlier in the episode. Mm. And this is a mystery that... Okay, so a couple years ago at the BAFTAs, she wore this Alexander McQueen dress. It was off the shoulder. It was this uh, black with, like, flowers you yeah little white flower print yeah and so it was very memorable then she stepped out at this gala and she's wearing basically the same thing except it has a different top
0: yeah the sleeves it had been off the shoulder with like a very straight little um sleeve sort of thing and then she added cap sleeves so when you first registered it you were like oh she had she edited the sleeve to go from off the shoulder to cap sleeve which already i thought was like a little silly. It's like why? Because if you're gonna rewear a dress, just rewear a dress. And it wasn't as if she made the dress more conservative per se. Like if she were going to a more formal event that required covered shoulder or like a I don't know that something that required covered shoulders that would make sense to me. But that's not quite what she, where she was. She was at um, a natural portrait gallery gala. And so then the
1: mystery deepens because I found out about this by looking at Elizabeth Holmes's Instagram. She was like. What's happening here? And then she said, "What Kate wore that wonderful blog and social media account." they kind of figured it out. And so we were just looking at it right before we started to record. And Caitlin. Yeah. You tell so us? I mean,
0: okay. So they first, of course, being the bloggers whose job is to be dedicated to whatever Kate wa- wears per the title, um, they like zoomed in and they were like comparing photos of the 2017 BAFTAs and last night's event. And they were like, wait, the florals are in slightly different places on the bodice. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, Maybe the whole bodice is new altogether, but the same black fabric with white florals from the McQueen of two years ago. So maybe it's a completely different bodice. But the skirt is also different. The skirt of the Baptist was fuller, perhaps with a crinoline. And so they changed. She changed so much of this dress. Like, I don't understand. Why not just wear a new dress? Like, it doesn't. I just don't completely understand this choice
1: of hers. I don't either. I, I, I understand rewearing things as I am a person with like a regular income, and so that is how I survive in my everyday life. I wear the same thing all the time. But and I, I like when the royals we re- rewear things because then you're like, oh, they're exactly like us. We're also wearing the same Oscar de la Renta. It's very
0: thrifty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know. But then I just don't really understand getting this same dress made in like different colors or having them be a little bit different but not different enough for people to not think it's a rewear it just it doesn't really make sense to me and so for this I don't really completely understand the
0: mystery but I really appreciate what Kate wore yeah diving into it yeah but they, they updated their post a second time to say that or a second or sorry they updated their post to say that they've after speaking with seamstresses they think that The it doesn't two different dresses. It's just a an edited bodice. Yeah, but I just I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get what she was trying to do here. I I don't know. I mean, the dress is cute. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, she looked beautiful. She always looks
1: beautiful, so that's fine. It's just it's just a weird thing that we don't really understand.
0: Yeah, I like the slightly different styling. When she went to the BAFTAs two years ago, she had her hair up and, like, this gigantic updo, and she had big sparkly, like, drop earrings, and this time it's a little more casual with her hair down. Um, so, sure. But, yeah, and she had, like, different accessories, like, slightly less glam accessories. I just, it was kind of a, a head-scratcher for me.
1: Yeah, so, like, it's like, hmm. It's like that emoji, like,
0: huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, with the with the monocle. Yeah, like hmm, it's a monocle emoji like, moment. Why? Okay. You guys can't see us right now, but of course we both have our <laughs> fingers over our eyes in the monocle shape. Um, yeah, I don't totally get it. Um, that said, that event was like super swanky. Um, in terms of the the other guests, so yeah. uh, Beatrice was there, which will. I mean, I guess we could talk about now. Yeah, it's time. Let's talk about Beatrice. So not to be outdone by her um, cousin-in-law, but P- Beatrice was at the at the gala last night as well, and she debuted, dun dun da The New Boyfriend. Which you have to pronounce because you're Italian. <laughs> Eduardo Mapelli Mozzi. Yes, and apparently his
1: uh, nickname
0: is Edo. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, and
1: so it was their first formal event together. Of course, we've seen pictures of them, but this was like the first time she brought him as a date. And not only do you see pictures of them walking in together, but they pose together. Yes. And thank you. So they
0: look really great as a couple. Like, that's a good-looking couple. They, yeah. they seem he's, really well-matched. Yeah, he's super cute. He was in a tux, of course. And she wore a really interesting dress. It was It's red and velvet. It's aliyah, which is no big deal. That
1: makes me think of um, Cher from
0: Clueless, her red yeah. aliyah. Yeah, the, I want to say, that I think it was Vogue.com, their headline was Princess Beatrice wears a totally important designer to this gala. Oh, my God, that's why. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. You really? I I was really slow on the uptake. you really have to be a millennial woman for that to like click in automatically. But um, the dress is really interesting. It's so it's red velvet. It's printed. It has some texture to it. Um, The skirt is really voluminous. But then the top is like a shirt dress, like a button down with a collar, which is like kind of weird to me. And then she had a wide belt, which, as we've discussed in the past, I refuse to let those back into my life.
1: Yes. So. I don't think this was my favorite look of hers, but I will say I actually really like Beatrice's style. I think she's very um
0: it's it's very like artsy mm-hmm. bougie chic. Int- that's a great phrase. I also <laughs> just like anytime any of them go for it. Like I'd rather it be a little off and a little weird than boring.
1: Yeah, it was it wasn't like off and weird and like ugly. It was no. just like a little different, but she still looked really good. She, and looked she looked really good. Great photograph with her boyfriend. They're a very good-looking couple. Dang
0: right. Her hair was shiny. She just looked great. Someone in the Facebook group of really obsessed was like, "Look at her eyes," and she really has beautiful eyes. She has stunning eyes. Yeah, and I think her current like hair color tone is just working for those eyes. It like brings out the eyes. Just really looking great. Um, what a great way to debut your new boyfriend. Your new very rich boyfriend. Yeah, not to. Um, do this to her but of course it's mentioned every in the first paragraph of every single article about her and her new boyfriend she and her boyfriend of 10 years broke up last year and he got married right away to somebody else Dave Clark so
1: they broke up 2016 it just feels like a long time ago Oh, okay. It feels like it was Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah.
0: But still 10 years, that's such a long time. Yeah, they that's dated like for- like losing
1: a limb. I can't even imagine. Exactly.
0: And the the bigger, like, yeah, the narrative is they dated for 10 years and then he, they broke up and he got married really Which quickly. Which is what happens. Which is what happens when you're in your late 20s and, and such. But um, I just like that she's- doing great for herself and she brings out her new rich italian boyfriend at a black tie gala yeah
1: i like that she's happy and well and i wish she would accept me on instagram
0: (laughs) living well is the best revenge um so that was a cool event and also in attendance was like alexa chung and jordan dunn and um victoria beckham and kate moss oh yeah like real fashion crowd it was like super fashion london crowd it's just funny when kate moss is like the third most famous person at a gala she's the most chic person in the, the world. two most important kms Yeah, to me and so another
1: big thing happened recently which was queen elizabeth posted her very first instagram so at first i'll tell you i'll take you through my sequence of figuring out this story which I, I did write about but first i saw her instagram post and i saw that it was signed E-R, which is how you know it was written by her. And I was like, oh, she wrote something for the first time. But then, no, there's actually a video on the royal family account where you see her pressing send or whatever she had to press, maybe share. I don't know what the button is. But she actually pressed the button. Yeah, it's
0: and really cute. And it was like cute. this big thing. Yeah. It like, oh, click. Or <laughs> Whenever I see an older lady, I think it's fair to call her that since she's in her 90s using technology in this way, I think about how my grandmother, my beloved grandmother, who's 90, Um, when she first got her computer, when we would email her photos of her grandkid, like us, you know, um, she had on a legal pad extremely detailed instructions of how to get two photos on email. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we, we broke it down so it was, exa- like, very easy for her because that's the only thing she uses the computer for is to get photos of her kids and grandkids. Is that
1: the grandma that listens to us?
0: Um, no. no. <laughs> that is not the technological advancement she has available to her, but I'm sure if I gave her detailed instructions, she would figure it out. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, it's really cute. And so that moment was adorable. And... Uh, she, she wrote... Um, was after going to a science museum she said today i
1: had the pleasure of learning about children's computer coding initiatives and it seems fitting to me that i published this instagram post at the science museum which has long championed technology innovation and inspired the next generation of inventors amazing that is the most formal and beautiful instagram post i've ever seen
0: well even more so because she Yeah. Ended it. Elizabeth R. Like I am always really into that. the Like Elizabeth Regina moment.
1: I said earlier she signed it E.R. No, it was Elizabeth Elizabeth
0: R. R. I just think that's so badass.
1: It is so badass. And then another badass thing happened. And which is how I describe anything that involves Amal Clooney. Because I think she is one of the most amazing people in the world. Um, So Amal and George Clooney went to the Prince's Trust Group dinner at buckingham palace which was hosted by prince charles and it was so swanky and gorgeous to use the words that you used already swanky but it's i mean that's the only word for it i gotta say amal clooney one of the best dressed people in the entire world 100%. i think that that is completely accurate she looked amazing and i think this is one of the best dresses she has ever worn um it was a oh, it's not on this one.
0: It oh. was white. That's <laughs> it was white. Um, <laughs> with like a shul- like a one-shoulder cape. Um, the picture let me we're looking. Open at, my articles. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you wrote about it. <laughs> um, but I'm holding up the picture, the the version of this from People Magazine, and the photo of the Clooney's with Prince Charles is so funny because George Clooney is smiling so hard and with such cheese that it looks painful to his cheeks. Like he's so delighted to be with Prince Charles. Read that. Oh, uh, the designer. It, of Amal's dress was Jean-Louis Scherer by Stefan Roland. Yes. All French, and so I apologize if i miss. It was from that. the
1: spring 2007
0: collection. Oh, so slightly vintage. Yeah, I know.
1: And it was um, a cape, but the cape cascaded down one arm and then the other arm had like gold beading. She's so effing
0: stylish. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, is it fair to be that beautiful, have that head of hair, be that accomplished and helping the world marry George Clooney and have style? Can I tell you,
1: she once, well, she contributed to a quarter-life crisis I had where I was like, I'm gonna go to law school. Oh my and then God. I studied for the LSATs and I took half of
0: the LSATs and then I left in the middle of the exam. And I was like,
1: I'm a writer, what am I doing?
0: <laughs> that, again, I, I just keep getting more and more Lisa trivia. <laughs> the fact that you were, A, going to major in French. That was brief, I don't even know French anymore. And maybe gonna go to law school. But because of Amal, really brings it full circle right back to the lisa that i know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well okay i was a legal reporter and i was enamored with amal clooney and i was like i could
0: be an international human rights attorney and then i was like no i can't no i mean you could you just it's not the path for you no it's not it's not the path for you not the path um but also at this uh gala was an interesting group of people including it's so random like benedict cumberbatch like you're sort of typical british celebrities josh hartnett yeah (laughs) what i'm sure there's some context that we're missing but i was like really i mean maybe maybe (laughs) like what i'm just going higher and higher pitch because i'm like have i laid eyes on a photo of josh hartnett since 2002 i had a giant crush on him back then i mean heck yeah the
1: beautiful eyes smoldering look when he was on in that movie Pearl Harbor Pearl which is Harbor not a good movie not a good but movie he looks good in it
0: yeah you totally get
1: why uh it's Kate Beckinsale right yeah I definitely wrote Lisa Hartnett in my <laughs> notebook I was like this is happening he's just a regular guy from Minnesota
0: <sighs> is he
1: yeah he's from Minnesota well, the
0: regular part not so much um I'm just ready regularly for-
1: attractive I'm normally
0: beautiful man. Yeah, I'm ready for a resurgence of Hartnett. Like, where's he been? Um, I guess he's,
1: like, hanging out with the prince. I am sure there's context that we're missing, but...
0: Can we just say that I really appreciate, and I was briefly confused by the idea that there were two Tuesday night, March 12th galas... It was extremely... ...of the royal family. Like, we had everybody out on Monday for Commonwealth Day, and then Tuesday night, two separate galas... In London. Well, Caitlin, it was your birthday. So I'm they not had to celebrate. saying it's a coincidence. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I mean, it was really nice of them to do that for me. Uh, but it was really fun to see the photos rolling in. But I was briefly confused because I thought they were all the same one, but they were not. Mm. Um, Beatrice and Kate were, of course, at the National Portrait Gallery. And then Amal, the Clooney's were with Prince Charles at Buckingham Palace actual Buckingham Palace. Like the legit palace. The actual palace. I here's a, an article idea for you, Lisa, if you wouldn't mind in your spare time at the cut. Timeline of the Clooney relationship with the British royal family.
1: It really sucks that you just said this on this podcast that people (laughs) listen to and other people could write about.
0: I mean, listen, it won't... That should have been a G-chat. It won't air till tomorrow morning if you could just go home and write that tonight. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) I need to sleep. I might take some NyQuil. I just... Because I don't completely understand how the Clooneys are related to all this. Like, we know... We've discussed how Amal and Megan They became friends when Megan moved over.
1: But then, like, when she moved to the U.K., they became friends but i think they were kind of in the same circles with like her activist work yes like social but I don't justice know if they really knew each other but then of course we also need to look at the casamigos right influence because now casamigos is so
0: involved in the royal family yeah i just don't think either of like both of those are so tenuous that i'm like okay but how did amal wind up how did the two of them wind up at the wedding and then how did amal wind up at like the 11 person baby shower last month I mean, I have questions. I need answers. If, if a mom wants to hang out with us, we—I'll just
1: change my entire life to be her.
0: Yeah, I guess you don't ever question it. If the cleanies want to hang out with you, you let them hang out with you.
1: If like a mom called me, she's like, "Lisa, go to law school." I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'll <laughs> finish the LSATs. I won't have a panic attack this time. <laughs> Whatever um, you say. <laughs> so, before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the royal
0: highs and lows. Start on lows. You got to start. Don't worry, I will. Um, <laughs> I'm prepared. Um, I don't mean to keep making this a theme and freaking out. Um, my boyfriend or whoever else um, might be alarmed by this, but I have another broody moment, um, <laughs> which is that my low is that Kate went to an event with babies under one, years old, one year old and didn't bring Louie to the event. Mm-hmm. The event disappearance at the Fawcett Center was on my birthday. She played with babies in a purple shirt. She could've brought Louie. That's true. He could've rolled around on the floor with the other nine-month-old and 11-month-old babies.
1: So if our lows are coulda, woulda, shouldas, um, my low will then be, I believe that Megan is kind of gonna be a little bit out of the public eye for very understandable reasons, but my low will now be that she was not hanging out with the Cloonies. Because I would love to see the four of them all together laughing because I haven't seen much of them all together. I've seen them at the same place, but not like chatting, you know, the pictures with Charles where they're just poking and having fun. I want to see that. I want the Clooneys and the Sussexes laughing in front of me.
0: Absolutely fair. Um, So those are our lows. What about highs?
1: My high is going to be the Harper's Bazaar article on Jessica Mulrooney, who is Megan's best friend, because she hasn't really done any U.S. or international press other than, you know, being a fashion contributor to Good Morning America. But she hasn't done much since Meghan um, has become a royal and since the royal wedding. And I know that Jessica is extremely tight-lipped about anything Meghan related. But she did this, um, uh, Harper's Bazaar did this profile on her and it was really well done. And it was really interesting just to hear more about like Jessica's work. I see her on Instagram and I I mean I follow it religiously. I feel like I'm part of her family. But it was really interesting to see like all the stuff she does. She's like I basically have 10 jobs. I do all these different things and kind of explaining it all and and even though she talked kind of around certain things around the royal stuff, she didn't reveal anything about Meghan and I think that's great.
0: Okay. Um I have one as well. So many stories this week. Yeah, My busy. high is that um Zara Tyndall, who I look for any opportunity to talk about the Tyndalls. I just think they're like such a fun branch of the family they're so fun and in that vein like they're just sort of so chill and like normal she and her husband Mike were I believe on a TV show about rugby and were at or a radio show and they were asked about the crown of course and you know I don't think it's a a faux pas per se to bring up the crown in front of them but it is like a little edgy you Mm -hmm. know like hey you know that show about your family (laughs) (laughs) I mean I have that problem all the time everyone's writing about the Ryans you know like I mean not for nothing season two of the crown I mean all of it gets into like Queen's hints at the queen's sex life so like hey you know that show that hints at your grandma's sex life let's talk about it so um they asked them they asked mike and zara tyndall who would play them and mike like wasted no breath and said jason statham you're welcome which is hilarious (laughs) um and he is so funny (laughs) and then he suggested that charlize theron would play his wife which talk about swoony husbands like yeah. All the points to Mike Tindall to being like, Charlize Theron is the actress who looks the most like my wife.
1: Yeah. If if like either of our boyfriends compared us to Charlize Theron, we'd be like, you were the best thing to ever happen to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a n- very nice thing to say. Then the, the host said, or Margot Robbie. And Zara was like, yeah, both of those are great. Or Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Biel. And then she laughed. Obviously, I look very similar to all of them. Um so, so funny. That's like really that. funny. And just like so chill and down to earth. And um They also talked about all their cousins, which, again, you would think that they wouldn't really want to do that. But they talked about Harry. They called him Has. Um, Mike called him Has as a nickname. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, about how good they are at rugby. He was like, how would they be at rugby? And he was like, Has, frontline frontline man in the military. He'll crash that ball up for us. He'll dominate. He'll boss the tackle line. I don't know what almost any of those words mean. I don't either. But I like Has as a nickname. They said, Willie is quick. I've raised him. He's quick. And Kate, she loves running. She'll run all day. Willie and Has. Hmm. Thank you, Mike Tindall. Thank you, Mike Tindall. What a beautiful thing to say.
1: I would love to have a beer with Mike Tindall. He just seems like a fun guy. Yeah.
0: From now on, Has and Willie is
1: who we have a show about. (laughs) Um, So you guys can drop us an email at info at gallery pod gallery info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from APNKC, and I really like this one. Um, it, she, they write, uh, new listener and loving it. Okay, girls, I was 20 when Charles and Diana were married. Does that make you feel younger? So glad I found your podcast. Keep them coming. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah. There's, this is the second person to be like, you guys aren't that old. When I joke about how old we are, it's like, it's because I feel 95 inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my interests are going to bed early, Mm -hmm. staying in... Yeah. Complaining
0: about the weather. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was born an old lady. So like that is part of it. Yeah. So now I'm just ascending to the age I always felt inside. But yeah. Um, no, of course, we're kidding. But I do appreciate that. Yes, yes. Anyone
1: who reminds us you are young, that's good. But it's sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm only in my early 30s. But inside, I feel like I'm 89. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 difficult. I have so much in common with my grandparents. <laughs> Lucky us. I wish I had a stool in the shower.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That can be arranged, you know.
1: (laughs) Um, So you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. I say that weird obsessed obsessed Yeah, obsessed um you can follow me
0: lisa at lisa raya on twitter and instagram and read my writing at the cut And you can follow me caitlin at hey k Men's, h-u-i-k-m-a-n-z on twitter and instagram i've been tweeting about megan markle and her outfits you've heard it here her in tweets a, are great in apparently a <laughs> witty manner thank you for that and you can read my writing at caitlinmenza.com
1: and until next week
0: dad save the pod you really are just saying things in a weird way (laughs) i'm so tired that's fine
1: her majesties of royally obsessed have retired for this episode god save the pod and if you fancy the podcast give royally obsessed the royal rating of five stars on apple podcasts follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and join our facebook group royally obsessed royally obsessed is a gallery podcast production